We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Friday, August 11th. So we're talking about tomorrow's MMA, UFC. It's a fight night slate, right? Are they still in? Are they in Vegas? Is this Vegas 80 million or whatever? It's something, something, something like that. They're fighting tomorrow, so it's Fighting Friday. That's a 4 p.m. Eastern. Slate tomorrow. 13 fights. 13 fights. They still have to do the weigh-in, so let's let's hope that it stays at 13. I'll take 13. At this point, I'm taking 13. Last year, we had some 14, 15 fight cards. Recently, I mean, past couple of months, we've had some 11 fight cards, 10 fight cards. So 13, I'll take. Right? I, li- I, like, I like bigger cards, more options, less duplication. Helps me out. But give me those thummy thumbs first thing in the morning in the chat. 
your 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 free your free MMA content. Although there'll be a crunch time tomorrow, uh, about uh, three thirty, I'm assuming, half an hour before lock tomorrow with Mike and Squirrel Patrol taking you up till the four p.m. Eastern lock. So uh, getting the the slate should be over, you know, by ten to not like one in the morning, like it normally is on the East Coast. So that's that's going to be pretty good, and obviously. Uh, Mike and Liam break down all the fights on the Ground and Pound podcast. We have the expert survey. We have a Squirrel Patrol's article. We have the projections. We got lineup HQ. We got everything for Roto Grinders premium members. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month, right? NFL's coming up. So you get all the con- We're going to get to the point in October, September, October, you can have MLB going on. MLB playoffs, NBA starts up, NFL, then you got MMA, you got college football, college basketball, NHL comes back. Combo, you get you get everything, right? For, for just under all in one roof, you get all, all of our projections or ownership or content or premium shows, everything. So click on that link in the description, get $10 off your first month. <coughs> Good morning to the early birds in the chat. Let's take a look at this, the first look. The MMA slate because we we had like we had some some late fights added right that black sheer black sheer had to change opponents uh we we've had some some new fights on over the past I mean McKinney is making a turn a quick turnaround against Breeden so uh so some of some of the lines were not like you know they open they open late so I've only been uh finishing up my uh. Just starting out my 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 little spreadsheet here, uh, so I don't have ceiling projections. I don't have you know I don't I don't have I don't have it all. I have uh, just lines as of like a day ago, in here. But when we talk about a UFC slate on DraftKings, we always talk about the two main contextual variables that we should be we should keep in mind when we construct our lineups, especially for large field contests, and especially in large field contests, we're looking for the nut lineup, right? The optimal, the nut lineup, the best possible lineup that you can make. Right? We're looking for that because that's more likely to happen. That that be the winner in the large field contest. Sometimes we sometimes say sometimes the third optimal is the winner. No one has it, right? Because it leaves some money on the table. It's a weird combination, something like that. But we're aiming for that. So what is the nut lineup more or less likely to look like? So we look at the two main contextual variables, the size of the slate and the spreads of the fights. Okay, we have a 13-fight card. So that's, I would consider it average, but it may be slightly more, slightly more than average, right? Slightly more. We have a little bit more options. 26 fighters to choose from. The more fighters that are on the card, obviously more opportunity for someone to put up 100-plus points. Right, that's kind of that's kind of our our general aim. We could get a hundred plus points out of every slot in our lineup. We're, we're we're doing pretty good, right? We have a we have a good shot at winning. So we take a look at this card, thirteen fights. So especially for the underdogs, like as it, as it gets bigger, like underdogs that just simply win aren't as valuable as ones that smash. Obviously, the ones that smash are always more valuable. But on a 10-fight card, dude, you may not get many underdogs that smash at all, right? Just get having an underdog that wins, a very cheap underdog that wins, uh, 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 a, a mid-range underdog that puts up like 85 could be fine. But th- those would be on smaller cards. 
So a 13 fight card, I'm leaning a little bit more towards towards ceiling potential, more so than just winning. Obviously, on on the on the high end, I mean, you, you kind of at 9K, you know, 90 points probably ain't going to do. Regardless if it's an 11 fight card, a 13 fight card, right? That's easy. But on the underdog side, like we're looking like Montserrat Canejo is plus 950 inside the distance. Could she win a decision? I, I guess, right? Jamie Pickett plus 500. Could he win a decision against Josh Friend? Yeah. How many points is he going to score? Right. We take a look at these lower ITD lines. And maybe we did uh, Juliana this, this Santos Miller fight in the mid range plus 375 for Santos plus 300 for Miller inside the distance. Yeah, right. That goes to decision. I mean, obviously there's, there's wrestling upside <coughs> in that matchup, but for the most part, we, you know, especially on the underdog side, like we want to prioritize a little bit more like Cub Swanson plus 500. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Can he knock Hakeem Dawoodu out? I guess, maybe. He's old. But Cub Swanson winning a hard-fought decision? I mean, how many points is that? 70? Right? So I'm not prioritizing these types of guys. I'm much more likely taking underdogs that either have finishing upside or wrestling upside. And we have a bunch of them on the slate. There's, and in fact, a lot a lot of the underdogs do have, have wrestling. We'll make a couple of them. Right, you have AJ Dobson against Tafan Achukwi. I mean, he's seventy eight hundred, so he's not that he's not he's not that low priced. Plus two twenty inside the distance. Isaac Dalgarian, who's a primarily a wrestler, plus two fifteen. I mean, Jose Johnson probably doesn't do much, right? This Johnson Blackshear matchup. Blackshear probably has the wrestling advantage there. Pollyanna Vienna pretty much is a is a one trick pony submission. You know the. Julia Stoliarenko types. I know she got a knockout in her in her last fight, but she wins most of her fights. You know, first round submission, armbar from guard. You know that type of that type of fighter. But I get, but that is upside. Just understand that the floor is is very very low. Uh, Josh Parisian, obviously it's heavyweight knockouts at plus three fifty for a heavyweight fight inside the distance. Isn't all that great? I mean, I think that Boudet Parisian fight could be really boring. Boudet's the type of fighter that like clenches a lot and pushes against the cage. He really doesn't do anything that special. And Parisian is is bot as almost as bottom of the barrel as you could get. Uh I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of this Roundtree Dawkus fight. I mean, Dawkus could, I mean, Roundtree's gonna try to knock him out. And Dawkus, can he wrestle? I can I mean, can he wrestle Roundtree? I guess a little. Can he get a knockout on Roundtree? Yeah, plus 285. Ain't bad for 7,300, right? Then, of course, we have, you know, Mike Breeden, who sucks. Uh, let me just be, be clear. Mike Breeden sucks, but he's facing Terrence McKinney. And we all know Terrence McKinney fights are like like three minutes long. So Terrence McKinney is kill or be killed. Now, it's most likely in this matchup, he's minus a minus 280 favorite. That Terrence McKinney is probably, probably going to win. He's minus 210 inside the distance. But you never know. It's 7,000 plus 300 ITD. Okay, these, these are the kind of the underdogs that I'm prioritizing the people that have more first round finishing equity wrestling three round equity and less so of just like oh can can Cub Swanson just win obviously there's a there's a possibility I mean he's at eight percent chance according to the odds to win in the first round I mean it, it can't happen it's just more or less probable 
Brandon asks in the chat, are there statistics you look at for wrestling upside or just read up on guys? I just read up on guys. Obviously, a lot of it is factored into the the mean and ceiling projections. Obviously, guys that have that the guys with higher mean projections are going to be either guys with heavy KO upside or heavy wrestling upside. So typically when you when you see projections that are they're higher, that means one of those two things. But yeah, for the most part, I read up. I just, how, how do these fighters fight? Right? What do they primarily primarily go to? I mean, some of this is, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to know the sport, right? I think construction matters way more in MMA, right? But you have to have a way of like these betting lines here that I factor into my my little rating here, like they don't take into account like because what ends up what ended up happening, right? I just did it based on the betting lines, and then Marab Devalishvili would be like 9,300, have a plus 375 inside the distance at 40-plus percent ownership, and my my spreadsheet would say, this is the worst play in the world. Right? He's, he's only finishes, what, 20-something percent of the time? And he's going to be 20 at 40% owned? Yeah, but Marab has 16 takedowns and 12 minutes of control time. He puts up 158 points in the decision. So I had to I had to include median, mean projections, ceiling projections into that. Just so it's weighted. So I for those occurrences also. Guys that are like, like Khalil Roundtree, like all of his value comes from like early knockout. Like Khalil Roundtree ain't you're not gonna see six roundtree takedowns. I mean, I don't even know if he's attempted a takedown in the UFC. Right? But he's minus 160 inside the distance. Plus 120 in the first round at 8,900. So a lot, most of his equity comes from finishing early. If he doesn't finish early, you're, you may lose, but he probably doesn't put up a, a, a good enough score to make the nut lineup. It may be a good enough score to cash if you're playing small field. If Roundtree puts up 94 points in a second round knockout or something at 8,900, you may be able to win single entry contest, just smaller field stuff. I mean, I guess there's a possibility that 94 at 8,900 becomes like in the nut lineup if it's a really low scoring slate, but most likely not. Right? Large field, you're you're really you're aiming for you're aiming for the nut. The nut and it's as less duplicated as possible. But yes, you need to fat you need to factor in not just, you know, finishes. You need to do three round decisions and three round decisions with just pure strikers typically don't get to 100 plus points. It would have to be one of those like 50k bonus action fights, and that they they do happen. But wrestler on for, for DraftKings scoring, wrestlers and grapplers, guys that that fighters that attempt takedowns, get control time, and especially ground and pound, right? Less so on the submissions. Like they tend they rack up points much more than the kickboxers. Kickboxers typically, unless they're very high volume, kickboxers primarily rely on knockouts for their ceiling. Okay, so the second contextual variable spreads the fights, right? The fights are very close, like across the board. We we may see a lot more underdogs. It's all, I mean, that's probabilistic. A lot more underdogs are, underdog priced fighters are more likely to win. When the spreads of the fights are wide, the less likely that more underdogs win. Now, what does that matter to us when it comes to DFS on DraftKings? 
Well, that that's the salary dynamic of this. Like the salary is all determined on DraftKings based on the money line, the win odds. So if like the if the top fighter on the slate, the most probable fighter to win was only like minus two hundred, like it's quite possible that the nut lineup could be a forty eight five lineup. Leave fifteen hundred on the table, two thousand on the table. When the spreads of the fights are wide, like this is a little, this is a little bit, a little, just like it's a little bit big. This is a little bit wide. We don't have like humongous, humongous favorites, but like all the people like in the, in like the 9K range, 9,100 and up are like, look at these ITD lines. I mean, I mean, just take a look. I mean, yet, I mean, that would do sticks out at plus 135, but that isn't like, that isn't anything that, you know, sneeze at. That's still fine. Marcus McGee, minus 210. Josh Frem, minus 140. Terrence McKinney, minus 210. Jacqueline Amarine, minus 160. Khalil Roundtree, minus 160. We got, I mean, we got one, two, three, four, five. We got five fighters with over a 50% chance of winning inside the distance. Of course, they're expensive. But, like, if two of them hit, you know, 110 or something like that, most likely they're going to be in the, in, in the, and then not line up one of them. I mean, do you see a scenario where like all of them fail? I mean, yes, of course, but it's, you know, smaller probability. So because of the spreads of the fight are wide minus 400 favorite minus 350 favorite. Like these are, these are all like four to one favorite, three to one favorite, three to one favorite, three to one favorite, two and a half to one. Right. Round trees, oh, eh, minus one seventy two. That's a little bit closer. Right, we even got Blackshear minus two hundred five at eighty six hundred, Boudet at minus two hundred eighty eight hundred. So this is more of the type of slate, although it's not like absurd minus one thousand favorites. That the optimal nut lineup is probably a little bit more likely to not leave like two thousand dollars on the table. Right, that I don't know how many underdogs win, and put up a decent enough of a ceiling, right? There may, two or three, if two or three, if only two or three, if two or three underdogs put up like 100 points, those lineups that leave 2K on the table are probably not winning. So because of that context, like I'm much more likely to be spending salary than saving salary. Doesn't mean you can't make, yeah, dude, I make 49K lineups. That's fine. I'm not saying you have to spend 50K because as you spend more, 50K lineups are much more likely to be duplicated than 49.9 lineups, than 48.98 lineups, than 49.7 lineups. There are 50K lineups that end up being unique. It's just a weird on you. You're playing just a weird combination of people. Right? So you have to weigh all these things in together. It's like, oh, well, I don't want to. There, there, there are some people that go into lineup HQ and they go, okay, I'm going to spend most amount is 49.5. I don't want to. I don't want to be close to duplicated. It's like you're you're eliminating a lot of lineups that are actually unique, depending on the size of the slate, right? Thirteen fight card. There are combinations that you could spend more than that and still be unique or under five dupes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. So forcing that in may not may not be the best option. I mean, it helps you. It helps you be less duplicated, but also you may be missing out on a ton of plus EV lineups. My goal typically is to try to spend as much salary as possible. That makes me unique. That makes that like... Because typically salary and win odds go hand in hand. But sometimes obviously it's a little little bit uh a little bit inefficient. So what I what I see currently of popular builds, I'm assuming, I mean, we're gonna Terrence McKinney is gonna be popular, right? Obviously, the main event is be very popular. It's gonna, I mean, Dosanios versus Luke. Unless Luke like knocks him out in like the second round. Like this, this fight probably scores pretty well, and it's an eighty-two hundred, eight thousand dollar fight. So for five rounds, this fight goes five rounds. Like it's 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 very likely. It's I mean probably optimal, especially if it's RDA. RDA is more wrestling than Vincente Luque. But I mean there are occurrences when this doesn't make it. But I understand the owners. I mean I think this fight is going to be eighty uh, eighty to eighty five percent owned. So I think Dos Anjos is going to be popular, right? McKinney, Dos Anjos, right? Probably, you know, maybe Roundtree, maybe Roundtree, maybe Damon Blackshear, like some type of lineup like this, 75, 50. Maybe you get, uh, uh, who, who else? You get like Dolgarian in there, Dolgarian, and then 7,400 Parisian or Swanson or something. Because on the bottom end, I don't know. It gets a, it's a little dicey. But I see I see lineups that, you know, McKinney, Dos Anjos, one of Roundtree or Blackshear, 
Maybe some people will play Boudet. I think he'll, he'll be a little over-owned. It's going to be very hard to make those those barbell lineups. Like if you make those like Marcus McGee, like if you made like a Marcus McGee McKinney lineup, or even a friend, like a, you know, friend in there, McGee, McKinney, and then you still play, you know, Dos Anjos, your average remaining player salary is 70, 76, 67. And even if you play, if, if you try to not go down and you play like Dobson and Dolgarian, like you're still stuck. Like maybe you play Dawkins against Roundtree, seventy-eight fifty, right? You get stuck. You get stuck here, right? You're playing Cub Swanson or Caneo, Breed and Pickett. I mean, I, mean, I don't. I don't. I personally, I don't. I don't. I'm not a big fan of a lot of the underdogs. So I. I mean, I guess I mean you play Juliana Miller here. I mean, it's very tough quite tough to make these barbell lineups. I think I'm much more likely to just not play McKinney. Like to me, I'm right as of right now on my spreadsheet. Like I don't like we have we have Jacqueline Amarim at 29% and I'm not convinced that she's going to be going to be that high. I mean Amarine is is a minus 160 inside the distance minus 245 favorite. I know it's women's MMA. But Montserrat Canejo, Ruiz, or whatever her name is. I mean, she's essentially just like a one-trick scarf. She does like these like scarf hold, like takedowns. That's all she's done in fights. Is basically just grab your head and then try to like scarf choke or whatever they call it. I don't even know what it is. I'm surprised it even works in MMA. Probably against really, 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 really poor opponents. But other than that, she, I mean, I'm, I don't... What else does she do? Amarine could could do anything. And I'm not saying Amarine's a great fighter either. I mean, these these are fairly 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 young, newer newer UFC fighters. But I think people will be much likely, much more likely. Oh, if I don't play McKinney, I'll just play McGee or Fred, right? Fred against Pickett because people like picking on Pickett. JP Buys has been knocked down in like every fight that he's ever fought. Right, he's, but he's had three fights. He's he's gotten knocked down in two of them, and the other one he's he's gotten knocked down. I think twice in that without a knockout. So Marcus McGee may not be like a world beater or anything like that, but hard to see. Hard to JP Buys cannot take a punch, but of course JP Buys does have like you know he could he could wrestle. I guess. I mean, it's not like a the, the highest end of cards. But I think it's more likely that that like, oh, I'm not gonna play McKinney, I'll just play Friend or McGee. Right? They're much more likely, I think, you know, that you play you play Friend or you play McGee. If you play McGee up at 9600, you still you still play a main event fighter. Right? Maybe you play Breeden against, right? If you're not playing McKinney, maybe you just okay, Breeden, lucky shot, whatever. 8400. Maybe play Dawkins against Roundtree, right? And you still play Blackshear, ninety three hundred. Okay, I mean you could, we could do lineups like. I mean these are the types of lineups. I, I mean, not a big fan of breeding. I mean, in order to make these barbell lineups, you're not going to like one of your fighters. I mean, just simple, simple, just a simple lineup construction. You're going to be throwing in someone like seventy four hundred and below. You're going to be having, you're going to have Cub Swanson. 
You can have Jamie Pickett or Mike Bree. You can have one of those people. And just hope one of them. I don't know which one it's going to be. I think it's much more likely. Like, out of all the fighters on the bottom, like, I'm, 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 I, I, Chris Dawkins against Roundtree. Pollyanna Vienna, although, you know, you, you got, uh, I hate, I hate the, the submission or bust people. Submission or bust people are almost worse than the, the KO or bust people, right? Because submission or bust people almost give you hope. Right, KO best people, you know, there's not going to be any takedowns. At least Bianca, you're like, well, if she goes for takedowns and doesn't get a submission, maybe she's on top for three rounds. Uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen. A lot of times she's on bottom, giving up control time. I mean, we saw that last week, right, with Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez pulled off a feat that I don't know if I've ever seen, other than like the the disqualification type of thing. Because uh, I th- I think uh, what Uriah Hall. Won a quick win bonus without without scoring a single single stat, and that's because Chris Weidman broke his leg. But in a fight that actually had a finish, Pablo Lopez scored ninety points in a first round win without scoring a single single stat because he jumped he jumped guard and got an, and ended up with the triangle into an arm bar, and that's it. There you go, bingo. But that's that's more of Pollyanna Viana's territory ceilings there but past the first round it's kind of kind of tough if she's going to play off her back but i'm not sure as of yet i mean i'm not sure like exact construction i mckinney mckinney main event is absolutely i mean if you if you if you want an easy way to not be duped to be less duped is just you know max max one of those but I mean, there's plenty of combinations, even with McKinney plus Luke or McKinney plus Desanos, that you could still make. I would; those are the ones I'm more likely to leave a little bit more money on the table. A 50k lineup with McKinney and Desanos is much more likely to be duped than a 50k lineup with neither of those fighters. Right? That's kind of the way that it works. So as I spend more salary with the more popular combinations, I'm much more likely to leave money on the table. And the ones with the least popular combinations, I, I could spend more money. If I'm playing, if I'm playing a lineup where it's like Josh Fremd and uh, uh, Lucindo and let's say uh, Luana Santos, like dude, like like I could spend all the money, right? Playing Francis Mart, Tafon Chukwi, and Jose Johnson and Pollyanna. I can't play Pollyanna Vieira. Okay, I could play Dalgarian, right, at 77? No, I can't. But whatever. Parisian or something. I mean, like, dude, like, don't worry about it. You don't have to worry about anything anymore. Like, no, this line of 40, 49.8. Is it going to be duped? Based on these ownerships, eh, probably not. Worst case scenario, it'll be duped once or something. But probably not much. That's a key concept. It's like, you know, from sal- the salary dynamics. Sure. The more more salary you spend, the more likely it is to get duped. But that all is is on the basis of combinatorics of the fighters that you have in the lineup. But I mean, if you're playing, if you're going down, to, if you're going, I'm going to play McKinney. I'm going to play Roundtree. I'm going to play Dos Anjos, right? Like once you're at this point, it's like God. Ah, now, now you said now, now it's now. Now you're like okay. Now you either have to get different or you have to leave money on the table. Let's say you put Blackshear in there. Now you have 75-50. Like, dude, you bet you better leave 
Now, now you got Caneo and, and Pickett. And you're leaving twelve hundred on the table. Like now that now now you're fine. But of course, now you have to play Caneo and Pickett in your life. You're leaving twelve hundred on the table. Because you played such a popular combination of three or four fighters that once you once you once you put in, you know, you know, the Cub Swanson and 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 AJ Dobson or something like that. It's like this lineup forty nine nine. This lineup may be duped eight nine times, seven, eight, nine, ten. 12, maybe. You're going to run into trouble. In terms of downloads, this is from uh, JWH. In terms of downloading CSVs and looking at lineups, what percentage of lineups roughly that you've seen in large field are truly drawing dead based on playing two in the same fight or playing someone postponed? Not that, not as many as you think. One, one and a half percent. It depends, obviously, with canceled fights. Some, I mean, sometimes with canceled fights, you'll get like a half a percent of lineups that play a play a canceled fighter. And you'll probably you'll probably find in a 35,000 35, entry field, you'll find you'll find maybe maybe a thousand. Like now, obviously, you have main of you have five the five round main event stacks, but ones that where you're, they're stacking like a, a three round fight. That's less than 1%. But a lot of people stack the main. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying that it's overrepresented. I don't think it's dead money. It's not true. You're not drawing dead. If you're, if you're, if you're, sta- if you're stacking the, the main event, especially when it's a mid-range fight. So, you know, if you see lineups that, oh, it's a Dos Anjos Luque lineup. I don't consider that to be dead money. I think it, it. I think it's it's less EV. I don't think there are as many e plus EV lineups with stacking the main event. In general, on average, we're talking about like macro wise for years of slates. That if by default you didn't even bother looking for the plus EV five round fight stacking lineups, like you'd you probably come out ahead. I, I think on this, I think on this card, Rafael dos Anjos and Luque, I I could see, I could see five, five, seven percent of lineups stacking the main event. In total, which is a lot of lineups. Maybe the right amount should be two or three percent, and it'll be like double that. It'll be overrepresented. But to me, the dead lineups when it's like drawing dead, like. MMA DFS is not necessarily about finding the drawing dead lineups. Like, oh, the guy, someone that stacked the first three fights. Like, obviously, that's drawing dead. It's more the fact of people playing lineups that are way too duplicated. They're seed, they're seeding, they're seeding equity to you. When I play a lineup that has a similar win probability, right? Let's say we have two lineups that have a similar win probability. Probability of coming in. First, my lineup is duped three times, and this person's lineup is duped 20 times, 21 times, seven times more. Like, that person that put in that that lineup is now seeding more equity than me. If you're going to play lineups, imagine playing, imagine going in and playing 10 lineups into the large field contest and only playing lineups that are duplicated 30 plus times. Like, you can't win in that. So you're going to lose to the rake. 
Like you can't, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't profit in those situations. Sim, sim it out. You ain't going to. So anytime, the more and more people that play those lineups, the more and more EV your lineups get by not being duped as much. Doesn't mean you can't be, doesn't mean you have to be unique. But if you can find lineups that have a, a good enough win probability and unique, I mean, that's the golden goose. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're trying to play. There, there, I mean, there are not many lineups. I mean, what do you consider? Imagine a lineup. It's a 35,000-person entry contest. And there's a lineup. Let's exaggerate. Duped 3,500 times. Right? 10% of the field is playing the same lineup. Are they drawing dead? Are, are they drawing dead? No, of course not. They come in first. They all they all get whatever, 400 bucks or whatever. The, I don't know. Very little. Is that drawing, does you consider that drawing dead? It's negative EV, but I mean, is that drawing dead? So obviously if 3,500 people played the lineup, it's the lineup that's very highly likely to be like the highest projected, highest probability lineup, but in comparison to how often it's duped, it's how horribly negative EV. But it's not drawing dead. It wins, it's a 3,500-way tie, and you get the Twitter screenshots from like 7 million people. About how they how they took down an MMA GPP, right? You get that. Is that drawing dead? I don't consider that drawing dead. Drawing dead is an MMA is like playing the cancel fighters and stacking three fights together, stacking two fights, two three rounders even. Because even one three rounder isn't like dead dead. We've seen some slates where the optimal is like, oh, it's the it's a three round loser or something. Typically, those are the slates that are smaller. And slates where, like, no underdog wins or, like, one underdog wins. And the pricing makes it so that, yeah, you needed the, you know, the cheapest guy in the slates got 27 points. And because there were two 9K fighters that put up 140, like, that's the only way to play it. That's the only, that's the highest lineup. You'll get some of those. But you're truly not drawing dead if you're, if you're paying attention to, uh, the premium content here, the Grounded Pound podcast. Mike and Liam break down all the fights. Uh, that'll be up uh, later today. The expert survey. The projections will change. Moneyball does change uh, an update. The projections based on the lines, based on we got weigh-ins, we got stuff, we got stuff going on. We got baseball today, right? We got Grinders Live. We got Crunch Time here on the YouTube channel. So hit that hit that subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the dummy thumbs on your way out the door. Remember, tomorrow, 3.30 Eastern, Mike Brown, H3 Buddha, John Breslin, Squirrel Patrol. They'll be leading you up to lock. Talking about the last-minute thoughts and strategy for the UFC, whatever number of the card it is, Vegas, something or other. <coughs> are they anywhere? I think they're, are they in Vegas? I don't know where they are. I never know where they are. It doesn't matter. They were in Nashville last week, right? I don't know where they are this week. And then the week after that, there's a pay-per-view or whatever. But whatever. So tune into that and tune in next week. As you know, we're leading up to NFL season. If you've got any NFL DFS questions, how to use the lineup HQ tools, anything here at Roto Grinders. Transitioning from one sport into NFL, if you if you haven't played as much. I'll be covering, we'll be doing, you know, primer, primer type episodes leading up to NFL season 
on the show. So email them in questions at theoryofdfs.com. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. And uh, I will answer them because that's what I do on the show. I answer your DFS strategy questions Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS free game show on rotogrinders.com.